under his wings. What a refuge in sorrow. How the heart yearning turns to his rest. Often when earth has no balm for my healing, there I find comfort and there I am blessed. Under his wings, under his wings, who from his love can sever? Under his wings my soul shall abide safely, abide forever. Under the wings of the Lord. We're looking at this matter of sickness and what the scripture has to say about it and what is expected of us. The Bible teaches that man has an appointed time. In Hebrews 9 and verse 27, the scripture said, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. I know that many people don't like to hear about this idea of dying. But you know, when you are in Christ, when you would have finished your walk here on earth, one of the things that you would want to do is to be with the Lord. Now, let's go back and look a little bit at our loved ones who lived before us and died. You would notice them there on their dying bed you would talk to them and they would tell you, I'm tired. I want to go. You know, God prepares us for that. So don't you worry about this matter of dying. God is the one who takes care of it. He said, it is appointed unto men once to die. We are reminded that man has but a few days and our days are determined here on earth. In Job chapter number 14, Verse 1 to 5, the scripture said, Man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Wow. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. And thus thou open thine eyes upon such an one and bringest me into judgment with thee. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? No one. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bones that he cannot pass. Wow. And when I look at this and I think of what God said, he said that my days are already determined with him. I believe that when I came here, I came with an expiration date. And it doesn't matter what I do. I'm not going to pass that because he said, thou has appointed his bones that he cannot pass. The number of his months are with thee. We worry a lot sometimes about things that we should not worry about. Oh, you see, sometimes we look at that and we see it as a terrible thing. But if we look at that and see that as going home, we will not fear death. Now, there's a time for everything under the sun, we are told. In Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse number 8, he says, To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which was planted. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, 
a time to laugh, a time to move, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. While it is true that God does not heal everyone physically, he heals the believer permanently by taking us out of our suffering. What he does? He heals us by taking us out of our suffering at times. There are two verses that often, I believe, are misunderstood and misapplied. And these two verses are Isaiah 53 verse 5 and 1 Peter 2.24. He says, in Isaiah 53 verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. In 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self bear our sins and his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness but who by whose stripes we are healed. Now let me be quick to say, as I study these verses, the word heal as translated from both Greek and Hebrew can mean either spiritual or physical healing. However, the context in which it is in both passages, it is clear that this speaks of spiritual healing and not physical healing. It is clear that it speaks of spiritual and not physical. This speaks of our sins and righteousness and not sickness and disease. This healing here speaks of being forgiven and saved, not being physically healed. And a lot of people use these verses of scripture and say, that claim these scriptures and you will be healed. You see, what bothers me about that is that after claiming those scriptures and you are not healed, who do we blame then? Could we say that God said that we are healed, but we are not? No, this is spiritual healing. By his stripes, we are healed. Jesus did not die on the cross for me to have physical healing. He died on the cross so that I can have spiritual healing. Yes, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. That's what he died for. James 5.15 tells us, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. What about the prayer of faith? shall heal the sick. Now, to take that to mean that whenever one prays in faith believing, the sick will be healed, then if one continues to pray every time, then every time 
the sick will be healed. So no one will ever die. We must be careful how we see the scripture and how we understand what the word of God says. If this would mean that every time you pray that you will be healed, that means you pray at 80, you're healed. You pray at 90, you're healed. You pray at 110, you're healed. That then all you need to do is keep praying and you will not die. That is not what the scripture teaches. Let's look at some biblical examples. For instance, Paul prayed for his thorn in the flesh. But notice, his answer was no. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 7 to 10, he said, Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. But he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in mine infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecution and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. He prayed three times. Whatever this thorn in the flesh was that God allowed to come to him, that Satan being the messenger to bring to him, I want you to know that this very thorn in the flesh was allowed by God before the scripture said, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Now, do you think that Satan would not want Paul to become proud? Because he knew what will happen if he becomes proud. So he would not give him a thorn in the flesh to keep him humble. God allowed this to happen to him and Satan was glad to bring it. But when Paul understood that the answer is no, he prayed three times and then he stopped praying and went on with his life. My time is up. Our Father, grateful am I to you today for your word where we can learn and encourage each other. Bless your word to the hearts of every listener. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Share this with a friend, my dear loved ones, and I'll be back next morning and share a little more with you.